call Edmonton my home. Yeah, Edmonton's always been home. Like I, I, I have a place for this particular land, for Treaty 6 territory, for the, the ways in which this has become the only home I know. So I love Edmonton. I, I was away for about a decade doing various degrees, and so I've lived a bunch of other places. And yeah, Edmonton's always been home. Like I, I, I have a really deep love for this place, for this particular land for Treaty 6 territory, for the, the ways in which this has become the only home I know, really. Um, and yeah, like I think there's a lot to love, but I, I am a winter girl, so like I really, really love winter in Edmonton. I know people have a lot of complaints about it, but I love the snow and I'm always happier in the winter. And so um, like I, I like the way that the, the snow changes the world around you. And I like the way that the sky turns kind of pink when it's about to snow at night. And I just have a lot of memories of, even as a child, like how still the world gets when it snows. And that's probably my favorite thing about the city. But yeah, I also love that Edmonton is just the right size, right? That you can still build really concrete communities, that you can still know most people. And I think in my work in particular, that's really important. I. I still get to do a lot of things in a very tight-knit kind of community. So even though it's gotten a lot larger since I was a child, I overlap with most people. Like in the Oma in Edmonton, I would say like, I don't know, two, maybe three degrees of separation at most for me, for most people, um, which is pretty amazing because I think in larger cities you can't do that. Um, and it means that when I do work and the work is good, that it, it will carry. The ripples have more of an effect because everyone's closer together um, and I love that and I also love how accessible the city is in the sense that like I think a lot of the festivals are like free or easy to get to um, they're often very family friendly like I I can access the art scene here in a way that I couldn't when I lived in like Vancouver or when I was out east like I I, I think it's just a more affordable place that way um, and it means that you can access arts and culture and literature and communities that you might not learn about otherwise and learn, I think, and expand your consciousness in ways that isn't always possible, I think, in some of the bigger cities. And I love that about this place. I moved to Canada um, 16 years ago and uh, I lived in Montreal for nine years and then we moved here. Um, um, I've been here for the past uh, seven years or so. And um, what I like about Edmonton is, you know, having grew up in Singapore, where it's a, a, a very busy cosmopolitan city, I like that the space, you know, the sp in, 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 in Edmonton, I like, um, I like that, um, you know, you don't feel like uh, it's busy all the time, you know, I don't like crowds, so I enjoy living in the suburbs in Edmonton, and the other thing is about community, is that there's a diverse community, and and in doing com community organizing and advocacy, um, there's, you know, you, it's easy to create uh, collaborations with different communities, you know. We have a good understanding and good uh, working relationships with um, the other communities. And even in terms of the Muslim community itself, it's very diverse. Um, you know, like even with um, Sisters Dialogue, like on our board itself, you know, 
I myself, I'm um, Asian from the Malay community. We have someone from the South Asian community. We have someone from uh, the Somali community. So um, we try and um, reflect the diversity of uh, the Muslim community here. And, and that's what I like about, about um, Edmonton. You know, my kids go to a very diverse school. They go to a French school because they were born in, in Montreal. And, and um, sometimes I, when I talk to them about racism, the interesting thing is because it's a small school that's so diverse, it's kind of funny. I mean, it's kind of weird because they haven't experienced racism yet. You know, it's kind of worrying too because, like, I'm thinking, oh, they're going to grow up and they're going to experience it later. But right now, because of um, the school where they're at and it's so diverse that um, they haven't really uh, experienced it themselves, um, which, which is, you know, there's the pros and cons. Like, I wish. Um, when when you experience it earlier, I think um, maybe you know, kind of think of it. If you experience it later, maybe because you would have confidence in yourself, and then when you you see it when you're older, I think you can assert yourself. And when you're like, hey, you know, I'm Canadian, right? Um, because I I remember like. Like for myself as an immigrant, you know, let's say when I'm accosted on the street, someone tell me to go back home or take off my hijab, which has happened in Edmonton and in Montreal. I'm sometimes kind of like, I freeze, you know, like I don't know how to react. I, I, I you know, I'm an advocate, you know, I can uh, talk. But in that moment, I just feel so less than, you know, right? Because I think um, that sense of like, uh, I, I was not born here, and then people equate that with me um, not belonging here. I, I think that creates a sense of like, a, um, what do you call it? Like a, maybe a, like a, a low self-esteem or something. So I think my kids being sheltered for now, hopefully they, they get that, you know, uh, build up their resilience, you know, in, in knowing and in confident in their own identity before they face um, the tough questions that they will get when they are older. But at the same time, hoping that, you know, when they're older, maybe we'll be at a better place and they won't have to endure what, what our, their mom endured. Uh, what I love about Edmonton and my favorite thing about it is having my family around me and um, having that support system around me at all times. Edmonton really became home for me, I think, when I started to involve myself in the community a lot more. Uh, initially, like, it was a culture shock for me, so I decided that I wanted to find, you know, my community. Um, so I volunteered to help my friend uh, do his campaign trail for, uh, for city council. Um, and, you know, it was a great experience. I was his volunteer coordinator. And I got to meet a lot of the youth in our community, in the Muslim Black community. And it was great. They were so enthusiastic. They were, you know, uh, ready to, they're motivated. They were ready to help this brother, you know, lead his dream. And, and, and so being a part of that really inspired me. Um, and my job as a volunteer coordinator, I had to get these youth to come on time and get their, um, 
you know, make sure that they come on time, make sure that they come do, do door knocking with us. And so, and I, again, I wasn't from Edmonton, so I got to even learn the city, the north side, the south side. I'm from the south, but the west, like all these places that we had to go to and do door knocking. And it was, and just to help this young brother out to uh, ride out his dream. And, and it was inspiring for me. And I, I wanted to help him. And in return, they helped me. These young kids who were going out there doing door knocking, you know, getting outside their comfort zone, I felt that I, you know, found my people and I found my calling and I wanted to just do it more. And it made me regret that I didn't volunteer more when I was younger. Um, I even took my kids with me on some of these door knocking missions and my siblings, I'd be like, let's go, we got to go help Mustafa and get out there and get the word out. And so it was a great experience. And then um, after that, I also hosted um, Somali Cultural Night and Somali Grad Night. I did that two years in a row. Um, and I got to meet some MLAs and I got to meet the, you know, we did some roundtable discussions with the police of Edmonton. Um, and so slowly and slowly, I was building my network, my support. I started, you know, every, when I walked into a room, people knew who I was. That was really weird for me. Um, and hence the Sister Sophie name that has now been my, is me. That's who I am. I'm Sister Sophie. Um, and a lot of people used to think it's because of my, you know, my headscarf. Like, like in Islam, we say brother, sister, to make it more personable when you're talking to somebody. Um, but that wasn't it. It was just because I'm Sister Sophie. Like I was like the big sister of the community and I really liked it. And I shared a lot of my experiences with the youth and I got to have a chance to mentor some girls we started I helped my friends start a um, league for the sisters it was called EMBA which stood for Edmonton Muslim Basketball Muslim Basketball Association <laughs> um, and so I got to coach with them as well and I have this jersey here that they made for me I mean not and it's customized to my name Sister, so Sister Sophie there's you know different variations of um and so we we wanted to do this because we wanted uh, the the sisters to have a safe place to play sports. So it started off with basketball. The the idea was to do other sports as well. Um, it is hard sometimes to uh, uh, rent a place where we can use for the sisters, where there's no men that are going to come in. So when you're using the public gyms, you, we always have to make sure there's no men that are coming in because we wanted to create a space where they can take their hijab and, and uh, you know, hijabi friendly. That's what we say so that they can wear T-shirts because when you wear hijab, you have to be modesty covered. So a lot of the girls were young too. Their parents trusted us that we were going to have the safe space for them. Um, so we did find it difficult sometimes to have these rental gym rental places for the kids. Um, but we, we use Boyle Street a lot. We were really happy to uh, work with them. And we also, in, re in return as well, uh, did some food runs with them, feed the homeless. Um, a lot of initiatives that they opened up to us as well. And we had the girls to do it. So it was a great experience, again, you know, to work together with the Indigenous community as well. What I love about Edmonton is their art scene. So for example, on Jasper Avenue, they would have Rouge Poetry. It was at a small little restaurant there. And in the evenings on Tuesday nights, there would be open mic. And sometimes they would have poetry slams. So I actually went and listened to them and finally had stepped up the courage to do my first open mic and share one of my poems. Um, there. So I just love the community in Edmonton and I also love the scenery. 
So I've gone to the Matar Conservatory and also the Aga Khan Gardens, which is built and the architecture is by a Muslim scholar. So it's really, really beautiful. They have a garden there and um, I just, I love the, the scenery. Um, you know, growing up in Calgary, I feel like Edmonton has a bad rap, but once I moved here, and especially when I used to visit when my sister lived here too, um, it's really grown on me. I, I can honestly say I really love Edmonton now. I think one of the most uh, amazing parts about it is the people. Everyone's really nice. And I find that the city is slower than Calgary. And maybe that's because there's police everywhere because it's tickets, but also just the lifestyle as well is um, a lot slower, I find, which I really like. And it's really centered in community. I, I find that the community really works together. I've seen a lot of nonprofits who work together as well, which is really nice. But even the Muslim community, um, as soon as I got here, I, I made that connection right away and I found people. And it's sometimes honestly crazy to think about that I can just go to the space, like the masjid, for example, um, and find family or find people that I can relate to right away. And that was really important to me when you, especially because I moved here all by myself. And just right away, I made that connection. And Edmontonians have been really, really kind. And just living downtown too, um, everyone's been really nice. When I was in Los Angeles in 2010, and I got the news that my dad passed away in Morocco, he was with my mom vacationing. He was there too long. He was not supposed to be there that long. And he tragically uh, passed away in his sleep. And uh, when I got the news, I lost it. I freaked out. I didn't know how to handle it. And I said, that's it, I'm done. I, what's, what's there for me? What's, uh, what's in LA for me? There's nothing in LA for me. So I decided that was the pivotal point to come back home with my two boys and to start all over again. And uh, that's honestly where I can say I started brand new, fresh, back to Edmonton where I was raised and had to come back and do it all over again. The, the thing I, li I like about being in Edmonton is uh, being a single parent and having young kids the support system from the government is very beneficial because when you're a struggling single parent with young children, you soon find out there's resources out there for you uh, to help uh, ease the burden of, of raising your children so you don't have so much of a struggle. And um, there's programs like the Boys and Girls Club where the kids can go to this program after school. They have lunch or snacks there and they do activities and then they come home maybe an hour later it's just little things like those they add up and then just having like the boys and girls club also have mentors so they take the children like once a week to an outing and uh, they pay for everything and the kids the kid has a nice time come home great it's like a big brother um, because they didn't have a father in their lives, so the Boys and Girls Club um, benefited by being the, the boys' mentor. I am in love with Edmonton. I call Edmonton my home. I always say I'm from Amiskuchi, Awagan, the Beaver Hills Nation. 
uh, Treaty 6 territory, Turtle Island, Edmonton is where I first learned who I am and where I'm from when I sat in front of a Cree elder and said, who are your people? What language do you speak? How do you understand treaties? And, you know, that was such a fascinating question because where I'm from, we don't ask about each other's tribe or clan. You know, due to European colonization, there's, there's been a lot of atrocities of genocide around it. I feel like being a Muslim woman of African descent living in Edmonton, there's been a lot of opportunities, beauty, connection, a sense of belonging. But lately, um, that sense of belonging, it's, it's really being questioned.